Hey, listening friends, I'm your host and coach, Laura Malone. As an entrepreneur and leader, wife and mom, teacher and creator, I am showing up to share possibility with you and help you find vision and wisdom because you deserve to be equipped and released as the hero of your own story. Coaching really does help you change your life. And if you want to know how to guide yourself and others well, I created this podcast just for you. It's a place where you can grab tools, teachings, and ideas for both personal and spiritual growth, as well as entrepreneurship and coaching, if that's your thing. So as you listen in, I pray I can help you create a legacy of impact and really start writing the story of a life you love living. Now let's jump into today's episode. Okay, so no matter what it is you're called to do, the enemy of your soul hates the plans God has for your life. You can expect his resistance against you, especially when you start using your voice and start taking action to walk in your calling. Because when you begin to operate in God's original design for you and you begin to reveal God's character and nature as his son or daughter made in his image, the enemy is going to push back against you. And here's what I've found. It's a funny thing. He often changes his language the point of view of his language from second person to first person. And what it does is it catches me off guard and it makes me go, oh, well, that's, I, I, that's my thought because it's, I see these thoughts, I, I hear them, they're floating around me and they all use the language I and me in first person. And that makes my brain say, well, that's mine. I think that, well, huh, okay. And then sometimes we go along and go, well, that's just what I think. It's how I think. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> and the thoughts are floating around you and they, they seem to land more easily because when you capture them in the first person language, the way the enemy strategically lays it out, um, yeah. It's just easier to like grasp them, to reach up and say, okay, I guess I own you. That's mine. I will take it. So here's what that might sound like. Let's say you want to be a coach or you want to start a business or you want to write a book or you want to do any of the things that are in your heart to do. You might hear these thoughts and think that you actually agree, believe, and partner with them. Maybe you do, but maybe you don't. So it might sound like somebody's already doing that. Or I don't know enough yet. I'm going to wait a, a little while longer, maybe a few more years. Maybe it sounds like I'm not good enough yet. The enemy uses the word yet a lot against us. But sometimes he goes straight for the jugular and says, I don't have what it takes and I never will. I don't have enough time. I'm not in the right season yet. I don't need to have one more thing on my plate. No one wants to hear what I have to say. No one needs what I have to offer. I'm not worth it. But here's how you counter the enemy and win every single time. You say, I know, thanks for the reminder. Isn't that funny? You can actually just agree with him and say, "Mm mm-hmm, 
yeah, I don't have what it takes. I don't have enough time. Nothing is perfectly right yet. Uh, no, I probably don't need one more thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe people don't want what I have. Uh, maybe somebody is already doing it. Maybe people are already doing it better. They probably are. Maybe I don't know yet. Maybe I'm not good enough yet. Blah, 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 blah. The enemy is like a two, like a second grade bully. He wants to push you around. And if you let him push you around, he will. It's almost like you are partnering and agreeing with him in his pushing you around by allowing it. So you can say to him, yeah, yeah, I know all of that. Thanks for reminding me that yet Jesus loved me even while I was still a sinner, still imperfect, still rough and raw and real and kicking and screaming. And my yet, here I am, here in the call of God, and lifting it up over the voice of the enemy. You have to let the thoughts of heaven, the thoughts of God, and the calling of God on your life, and his whispers be louder in your spirit and lifted up in your soul so you can drown out all the fiery arrows. You can quench them that are being shot at you by the enemy. He doesn't want you to walk in the truth. He doesn't want you to have confidence in Christ. He wants you to make you think it's actually all about you, not Christ in you. He wants you to dwell on you, who you aren't, what you can't do, what you aren't yet, etc., etc. He wants to make you believe that you aren't enough and there is no hope. But in the courtroom of heaven, we are all guilty and yet Jesus stands in the gap he is the bridge. He's the one that made the way, right? So honestly, you can say, yeah, I know. And Satan, thanks for the reminder. It only serves to remind me that Jesus is my all in all. He is the savior, not me. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Woo. So no matter what you think I, you can't do, if you hear God leading you to do something that he's called you to, go walk in it. Tiny steps, giant leaps, doesn't matter. They both get you somewhere. Just keep your eyes on him. Push past the obstacles and the fears and the daggers the enemy puts in front of you because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Do you know what that means? It means that all those thoughts, those fiery arrows that he's shooting at you that are floating around your head waiting for you to agree with him, those are his weapons, but you don't have to let them land. You don't have to partner with them. You don't have to partner with what the enemy wants to do to sabotage you and your gifting and your calling. And you don't have to focus on him and his stupid, wily ways. His weapons actually can't harm you. As a believer, your spirit is fully redeemed. Your spirit, your spirit man cannot be harmed. Yes, our physical bodies can be harmed. Our souls can be hurt. But our spirit man cannot be touched by the enemy's wily ways. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And that's the core of who you are, the spirit of God within you. Have you ever taken a DNA test? I'm going to take one right now. It's completely free. This is the DNA test you need. 
you say, Jesus, I believe in you as the son of God, the one who died on the cross to save me from all my sins. I will live eternally with you and our father in heaven. Amen. That's your DNA test. The results, I can tell you with absolute clarity right now, that if you say that, that you are 100% a son or daughter of the king. There you go. That is your DNA test. You're welcome. Um, no charge. Okay? Ta-da! <laughs> and you know what? You can pass that DNA test on and invite other people to take it all day long, every day of the year for the rest of your life. Okay. I know I'm being silly, but you can live your life covered in the whole armor of God and the glory of God will be your rear guard. So keep your eyes lifted up to the mountain where your help comes from. Okay. You do not have to believe everything you've always believed. You are made to be able to change your mind, to take on the mind of Christ to be reminded, to repent and change your mind. You don't have to think every thought just because it's floating around and available. It is a lie that every thought is yours or that every thought is true. What will you choose to do with the thoughts that surround you? You are the only person capable of resisting thoughts that are harmful to you And you are the only one responsible for what you choose to think on. And the Bible makes it clear that it's actually a choice what we think on because it tells us what to think on, meaning there's the opposite is true. And we could be choosing to think about something else rather than the good things and the good fruit that the Bible tells us to think about. So if you are hearing any lies like this, it's not from the Lord. If, if you hear thoughts that tell you you're not enough, you're not good enough, you need to be more, you need to be better, you're not worth it, nobody wants what you have, nobody wants you, that's not the Lord. He doesn't talk to you that way. Yes, he gives us direction and correction, but with love, because there is never shame or condemnation in God's voice. He is a good dad. And there is conviction but that is different than condemnation. You must be careful when you interpret um, conviction as condemnation because God's intention is always for your hope and your future, okay? Like Jeremiah 29, 11 says, God knows the plans he has for you, plans that bring you hope and a good future. That is always our good God's intention, But we often, we have broken interpreters because of our pain, because of the world, because of the lack of self-awareness and the ability to know how to grow and, and fix the, the broken interpreter that's, that we have. Our mind is interpreting things from our own perspective and not always from the heavenly perspective. It's seeing in a mirror, a dark mirror, a foggy mirror, like the word says. So If you're interpreting shame and condemnation when God is speaking to you, then your interpretation is not genuinely, truthfully reflecting his intention towards you. That's that thought work we have to do. It's a lifelong process. If you interpret incorrectly and make it mean that 
everything God says is good is actually for other people. It's not for you. Or it means, well, everything is going to go God's way and never really mine. He's not really for me. Or you interpret that the future you got wasn't what you wanted. So who cares what God's plans are? You actually miss out on all of the truth that your dad works all things together for good. Meaning that while the enemy works against us and the world around us is broken, all the pain we suffer can become power we walk in. All the losses we incur can become lessons we can share. But it does mean partnering with God to see this come to pass. If you choose to believe the lies and choose to think damaging, harmful thoughts, then you're not partnering with God's good plans for your hope and your future. So I encourage you to step into that realm of managing your thought life, becoming aware of what thoughts are available to you. And that's that's coming from multiple places. What are you reading? What are you consuming? What are you watching? Who are your friends? Who are you listening to? Are they feeding you and nourishing your spirit in a way that your core belief systems, your paradigm is actually centered on the truth of God? and his love towards you, his calling on your life. And when those hard things come and the future doesn't feel so bright, he is with you. And when you think on that and you think that Jesus is right here with me in this hard time, in this dark season, in this dark night of the soul, he's with me in it. And you keep your eyes fixed on the mountain, the hills that your help comes from, then When you intentionally set your thoughts there, everything else is going to follow. Your paradigm is going to shift and you're going to see a way out. You're going to, you're going to walk in hope. You're going to share hope around you. So the lies that we believe, they can be really, really powerful if we don't stand up and put on the shield of faith, take up the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. Put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, and the boots of the gospel of peace. And remember that the glory of the Lord is your rear guard. This is something that you alone are responsible to do. I alone am responsible for what I'm thinking. No one else can do this. God does not control our thoughts or our beliefs or our actions, right? This is part of the fallen world has free will involved. Because God wants benevolent lovers. He wants sons and daughters that choose him, want him. He's already, he's created us. He, he is adopting us. But we have to be part of that. And being aware of your thoughts and resisting the thoughts that don't come from the kingdom of heaven. And shutting down everything that's not of the spirit of God when it comes to Um, your thoughts, your beliefs, your emotions, and your your whole paradigm, your imaginations, the dreams that you have, everything that you consume, all the content in the world, like all of your relationships pouring into you. Put yourself in a situation in in the key areas of your life where you're feeding and nourishing your spirit so that it can lead your soul and your body well, okay? I'm saying all of this because I want you to walk in the fullness. I want you to have abundant life. I want you to be able to tap into the truth so easily, so consistently that 
whatever God's calling is on your life, whether it's to be a coach, to be an entrepreneur, whether it's to be a a parent or a spouse or um, any, a creative, a singer, a songwriter, a musician, an athlete, a computer, tech, you know, whatever, whatever you're called to, there is a place for it. Your voice matters. What you are called to matters. The world needs the way that you reveal your dad because you look like him. You look like your dad. And some of you just need somebody to point it out to you and say, ooh, your dad's a lot like that. Look at you showing us what your dad looks like. That's really beautiful because the enemy wants to keep you quiet. He wants to close your mouth. He wants to keep your your, uh, ankles tied, even though maybe you don't feel like there's any chains on your hands and you're just busy, busy doing so much, but your ankles are tied together and you're tripping up. Because the enemy, he's, he wants to wrap you up and keep you from taking ground. He wants to keep you from bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth and the love of God to the world around you. I'm calling to you to step into who you're becoming, to reach for your identity in Christ and walk in that. Because the name of Jesus breaks every chain. The name of Jesus releases your voice. The name of Jesus is your deliverance. And I encourage you to capture your thoughts. All of the thoughts out there, start capturing them. Confine them. Challenge them. And then if they don't line up with the truth, submit them to Jesus at the cross and say, like, I'll have nothing to do with that. Because you're calling right now for you to hear my voice saying this to you right now, no matter what day you're listening, no matter what time of day, no matter what you've been doing and who you've been, no matter what you've done, where you've come from, if you hear this right now, the word of God goes forth, it doesn't return void. And that means that for such a time as right now, when you hear this message, you have a voice that that God wants to release. So I want you to step into it. All you need is that, you know how tiny a mustard seed is? We just need that much of your mind to open up to the possibility and hope and say yes to Jesus. So say yes, my friend, and I bless you and I'll talk to you next time. I so appreciate you as a listener. And if you are looking for a community of like-hearted believers who love all things coaching, be sure to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. Do you think you might be called to become a certified Sterling and Stone Life Coach? We'll learn more about the Greenhouse course where you can get trained in just 10 weeks to start building the foundation of your coaching practice. All the links you need are in the show notes. Happy story making.